0: Well, today was off to a rough start on the show, but I think we pulled it together in the end.
1: Absolutely. Uh, something we usually don't talk about in this whole I love today's happy hour. Oh, I did too. Today's was a great one. Plus, we had a lot of games. We had the Christmas movie or not game. Yep. Prison Price
0: is Right. Three
1: and five. It was
0: It was a wild wild scene on the show today. <laughs> Thank you. I barely remember any of it. Too much caffeine this morning. But uh, we'll hear it all right now together on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. All right. It's time to play Christmas Movie Or not. That's right. Would you have some descriptions of movies over there? Hallmark movies, possibly, or they're fake, right? That's right, because some of these plots are just absolutely
1: gonzo insane.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, almost every single Hallmark movie is the same. Big City girl goes back to her hometown. The guy that she liked back in high school still lives there. He's got a flannel shirt on. He's ruggedly handsome. And they end up in love.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that. Because none of these are like that.
0: All right. <laughs> then I'm suspicious.
1: Because you believe that you can tell at the drop of a hat which one of these movies is hey, I, I'm
0: going to bust this out for when I get it right. I haven't busted these out yet this year. Looking forward to that. All right.
1: <laughs> the first movie I have here is called Christmas at the Golden Dragon. With the town's landmark Chinese restaurant closing, two siblings find themselves reevaluating their lives alongside the restaurant's loyal patrons. Can they save the family business with a Christmas miracle?
0: I'm saying real or not. I'm saying real movie, real movie on that one. that I- is a real movie. Yes I want to say that I've seen that one. oh yeah <laughs> oh that's another that's another plot twist all the time is the family business is closing no matter what if it's a hotel or a okay. restaurant or
1: well, it came out last year, so maybe you did have maybe you have seen this one. I'm gonna put this on my wrist. next movie here title time for him to come home for christmas four days before christmas elizabeth receives a voicemail from a number she doesn't recognize on the message a man she doesn't know makes one final plea to the love of his life will this phone call be the present under the tree for the rest of her time
0: dude if you wrote this you're good well
1: (laughs) is that a real movie or not
0: I'm saying that the title makes me think it's not a real movie. The title sounds way too long. Is Time it, for him a, to come home for Christmas. It's a fake. That's a fake one. Okay. Incorrect. Ah
1: oh, man, it is a real movie. Dang it! Starring Holland Roden. Oh yeah. Oh my. Oh, oh Roden. When's uh, he getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? I'm sure it's. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's coming. Uh, movie number three. All right. Enchanted Christmas. Interior designer Laura returns to Utah to spearhead the renovation of an old hotel in time for the annual Christmas Eve show run by Ricardo, her ex-boyfriend and dance partner. Oh, yes. Will old feelings return as deadlines approach?
0: What was the name of that one? Now that one is called Enchanted Christmas. Enchanted Christmas. I feel like I've seen Enchanted Christmas on my (laughs) Netflix before. They got my algorithm uh, tight. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to say Enchanted Christmas. Yes, that is a real movie.
1: It is. It is. yeah, and Chainsaw, Yeah, because that one was all the way back in 2017. Yeah. Right, and I got one more here for
0: you. All right, let's go.
1: The case for Christmas. <laughs> the story of Michael Sherman, a recent law school graduate who reluctantly agrees to defend Chris Kringle. A potentially psychotic man who maintains he's the real Santa Claus. It's
0: like Miracle on 34th Street.
1: Can Chris, Ker- Chris Kringle get released before Christmas?
0: Uh, oh, is that it? That's it. Okay. Real or not? I'm saying that's a real movie. Real movie on that one. It is! Yeah, they were all real then. In fact, <laughs> Dean Kane. Oh, yeah, he's kind of become a B-movie star, hasn't he? Well, I mean, actually, the the, the cast for this
1: isn't bad. Who's in it? Who else is in it? Uh, George Buse. You probably recognize him if you saw him. His yeah, face I'm like, sorry. oh, no, actually, that's a different guy than I thought it was. <laughs> no, you, everyone else sucks in this what movie. You're, what are you thinking, Gary Busey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, going through this, I don't know uh, another single person in this movie.
0: Boy, Dean Kane, Candace Cameron Burr, mm-hmm. uh, the girl who played Winnie Cooper, they're, uh, they're all Christmas movie stars. Hey, you know what? Show up and make your money. I, I'm not... I'm Dude, I'm not hating. I would love to co-star with one of them in one of these movies. Why not, right? Kelly and Wood. Kelsey saw her sister's husband out with another woman and wasn't sure how to tell her. And he actually asked her if she would keep it a secret until after Christmas. Well, she called in for Am I Wrong? Everyone said, no, you have to tell your sister what's going on. So over the weekend, she was going to do it. So Kelsey, did you go through with telling your sister this?
2: I did, yes. Oh
0: my gosh.
2: And... Didn't go as horrible as I was expecting it to. That's good. Um, I sat her down with with alcohol because sometimes you just need help from a friend. Yeah. Um, and I told her. Obviously, she was heartbroken because no one wants to hear that. But at the same time, uh she wasn't surprised. She kind of thought maybe something was going on. So I think just to hear it was—I know this sounds dumb—kind of a relief that her suspicions. Were true, and it wasn't just in her head or something. Man. Wow.
1: So, like, how, I mean, did you tell her, uh, like, hey, I've known this for a while? Did you give her the whole backstory, or did you just say, hey, he's cheating, he's got to go type thing?
2: I did, because in this situation, she's being lied to. Let's not lie to her anymore. I explained to her how I found out, I confronted him, I knew at Thanksgiving, and she just couldn't, I couldn't wait for him to tell her when it's something this life-changing you know
0: yeah yeah so what what now like what happens now
2: so obviously she's got a lot to process a lot to think through um i don't even think she knows really what path is next obviously he knows she talked to him about it now what that means for their marriage i'm not sure yet
0: did he has he reached out to you no Yeah, I can't imagine that he would. Well, like, hey, yes, you really did me dirty on this one, you uh, know.
1: (laughs) You kind of made your own bed, brother. What's up? Yeah. Right. Now, how's the family taking everything?
2: Um, mixed. It's very heavy, right? And as much as you know, we at this point we all want them done and gone with. It's still a loss of of a family member and a marriage and something that you think was going to last forever, but Mm -hmm. clearly it's
1: not. Now is she is your sister done with the marriage like she's like this is it it's, it's we're not coming back from this?
2: Oh, um I think so. Okay. Well, especially but if she had she doubts already, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean that's just it's so crazy to me how women just always know but they can just Things lie and wait until the right moment. That is just amazing to me.
2: Right. I'm here for my sister anyway she needs me cuz this isn't going to be easy.
1: Well, I give you credit. You you did the hard part. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean that you, you got put in a crap situation from taking a wrong turn out one night and seeing somebody and you got thrown into this and I think you handled it about as good as you could have. Yeah. So I give you credit.
2: Thank you.
0: Well, you definitely did it. Now so I, I'm sorry, did I miss this part? Like so the holidays now, you guys your family's all still getting together and it's gonna be as normal as possible?
2: We're going to try to, yeah. I mean, if anything, this is a great moment to cheer up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Ain't that the truth, man. Your sister's going to need it through the Spike holidays. Like that eggnog, all right? <laughs> you know, man. Well, Kelsey, we appreciate you letting us be a part of it and giving us an update on how it all went. And, uh, boy, best of luck with all Have a Merry season. Christmas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Kelly and Wood. We got Chris Stapleton tickets on the line right now. We're going to play The Prison Price is Right. we got to get two contestants on the phone. And I believe that we have them. Holly, are you there? I am. All right. Heidi, are you there? Yes. Ladies, get ready. It's time to play The Prison Price is Right. That's right.
1: I have some items up for bid here. Now, I'm going to ask, you guys give me the price that you believe you would pay for in the prison commissary. Now, we don't do, you know, without going over anything like that. I just want the closest, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Now, Holly, you are playing for yourself. Heidi, you are playing for yourself. Kelly Jordan, you are playing for the texters. I'm
0: going to do my best, guys.
1: Texting in the word podcast right now to 320- 656-9453. We'll start off with you, Holly. You ever been on the inside? Nope. Okay. You know anybody doing hard time? Not anymore. Oh, all right. Yeah, story there, huh? Uh, what about you, Heidi? You ever been to prison? No. Anybody on the inside? Uh, it's been several years.
0: Okay. So both, of you, both of you have a connection. You guys got an edge on me.
1: Nothing <laughs> for bad boys. Yeah. All right. So our first item up for bid here, we're going to go with hall's cherry cough drops a nine pack okay we'll start off with you Holly how much would you pay in the prison prices right for a nine pack of hall's cherry cough drops um
2: 399
1: $3.99. 399 all right heidi you how much would you pay in the prison prices right at the prison commissary for a nine pack of hall's cherry cough drops 365 oh 65. Now, Kelly Jordan, you are our final contestant here in this round of The Prison Price is Right. How much are you paying at the prison commissary for Hall's, carry co- or Hall's Cherry Cough Drops in nine there. pack?
0: Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what they are on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even 100% sure. I don't even know the last time I bought Halls. You're a
1: man who gives the proverbial finger to modern medicine.
0: That's, right. <laughs> That's right. I'm more in a holistic mm-hmm. key uh, I'm going to say, how about two
1: ninety dollars dollars right. Well... Start texting in the word podcast to 320-656-9453, Holly, because you are too high. They're actually quite cheap. $1.10 for a nine-pack of cherry cough drops. I apologize, Holly. Thank you.
0: I'm going to do my best, Holly. Okay. All right. Then there were two. Heidi, it's just me and you now. All right. Our final item up for bid here
1: in the prison, Price is Right, is a necessity almost. Okay. Cross-strap shower shoes. <laughs> a pair. By the way, 2XL, so a big oh, foot. Oh, man, yeah. How much, Kelly Jordan, would you pay? in the prison price is right. For cross-strap shower shoes, double XL, one pair.
0: I'm going to say that's something they probably want the inmates to have, so they're not going to price it too high. Okay. So you're not getting shower foot or whatever, athlete's foot. Junk foot? Yes. If I had to guess, I would say $7.99 for those.
1: $7.99. All right. Ha- Heidi. How much are you paying in the prison prices right for a 2XL pair of cross-strap shower shoes to avoid the gingivitis of foot?
2: <laughs> Let's go with 6 $6.50. $6.50. Okay. <laughs>
0: this is interesting. Heidi, are you
1: a big fan of Chris Stapleton? Yes, I am. Well, you're going. Oh! That's because the shower shoes were $1.60. Seriously? The finest of quality in our prison. (laughs) Price is right. Heidi, you win. You are going to see Chris Stapleton and Laney Wilson at U.S. Bank Stadium April
0: 6th. Yes. (laughs) Nicely done, Heidi. Nicely done. Kelly and Wood. I want this customer gone for good. That's what we have up today And Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Brian. Uh, so I'm keeping business names out of it. This came into the and Wood Instagram page, Direct Messages.
1: All right, it says, I own a small business that serves food. I have a customer that comes in often, and when they do, they are constantly finding things wrong about their food slash in their food. I personally inspected their food the last time they were there. It was fine. But sure enough, when they went and sat down, they called someone over, said they had a hair in their food, and they wanted it free. I think they're planting things in their food to try to get it Without cost. Oh, Lord. I have never had a bad interaction with any other customer. If I ban this person from my store, could I be facing any sort of legal issues because of it?
3: Well, it depends on why they're getting banned from the store. Um, you know, there's, 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 discrimination issues that come up on white people are banned from stores that are just wrong um, I personally come from the world of if a place that's feeding you food doesn't want you there I wouldn't want to be there to eat the food anyway yeah um, so Especially you, know. if you keep
1: finding things in it right well, I just why, why do you keep
3: going back right. um, yeah so so I don't see that I mean that I when people get upset about being told I don't we don't want to serve you I'd be like nah it's okay I don't want to be served by you either you know versus anything else. Um, that being said, if there are discrimination issues or if it's based upon some sort of other issue, then they can have issues that can come up with that. They can be, they can face all sorts of different issues, both criminally and civilly as far as claims go. But for the most part, restaurants have the right to refuse service to anybody. Um, some restaurants take care of that by putting a sign up that shows we have the right to refuse service to anybody and just let people know and tell them, sorry, we don't want to serve you anymore and good luck. Have a nice life go find somebody else to bother
0: that's the worst like i managed a restaurant for a very brief time and it's like sometimes a complaint you're like there's no way this actually happened you're just trying to get a free soup or a you know whatever it's just it's the worst
3: yeah and there's there are stories like that i mean i remember a person who cut their their tongue on a on a glass that was was broken in the bottom what why was it tongue on the bottom of the glass? Getting every last I drop out well, of Well no, it's the bottom underneath, not even oh, inside geez. the glass. Out underneath. What what the hell are you doing with the yeah, glass? I Have know. you
1: used a cup before? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I That's had not guy, the way a cup works. You know, I can see
3: cutting your hand, but your tongue.
0: Eww. You know, one time this dude found like some hair on his plate, and he tried mm. to claim it was like, well, he tried to claim it was pubic hair on his yeah. plate, yeah, and said that we did that on purpose. And I was like, there's just absolutely no way. This was a decent restaurant.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like,
0: there was just no way. But of course, he wanted. So we just gave him a free meal,
3: and then he went home and wrote a terrible Yelp review on us. Anyway. That's always nice trying to take care of somebody, and then you get the yeah. bad review on top of everything else.
2: And
0: I was like, dude, let me make you a brand new meal. Like, mm-hmm. we'll get it out to you, you know. I'll personally inspect it, yeah. And we did all that, and still, he went and wrote a terrible Yelp review saying that we try to put pubic hair on his food. Like, who would do that, yeah?
1: <laughs> and they, th- those are hard to get turned over the reviews and stuff sometimes, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I, is there is there legal action you can take against that, or can you you
3: could, them? but it's usually not worth the, the whole effort, right? The whole thing, and if they're based on somewhat of the truth, it's someone's opinion, so. It's a mess. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All (laughs) right. (laughs) Well, there you go. Make your food at home, you heathens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Another problem solved thanks to Mike Bryant from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. We will do this again next week in Better Call Bryant. Kelly and Wood. We got your Winstock tickets right now, and we are playing three
1: and five. That's right. You got five seconds to give us three answers. See Winstock 2024, June 14th, and 15th. Tickets for sale. But you know it's better than buying tickets for someone to see. Go see Jason Aldean, Coles Wendell. What's that? Winning them for free.
0: Oh, Absolutely. And the cool thing is, man, like, Winstock kind of kicks off the summer concert season, man. It's such a fun event. I can't wait, man. Uh, all right, we got Katie on the phone ready to play. Katie, what are you doing? Just driving in the work. All right. Okay. Well, we could definitely brighten your day here if you can win at three and five.
1: I hope so. <laughs> you ever been to Winstock before? No. Ooh. Always wanted to go, but never
0: been able to. All right. This might be the year. Well, now, 2024, anyway. Yeah.
1: So, here is the game. <laughs> You're going to have five seconds to give me three answers. So, for instance, Kelly Jordan, if I said in five seconds, give me three artists performing at Winstock, go.
0: Jason Aldean, uh, Coles Wendell. Ah, shoot.
1: Ah, see, we would go to the 99 text or texting in the word podcast right now, because Kelly didn't win. I didn't win. You got to get three in five seconds. Does that make sense, Katie? Yep. Now, I'm going to have a different question for you because otherwise that would just be too easy, all right? Are you good at geography, Katie?
2: No. Remember,
1: again, we're texting in the word podcast at <laughs> 320-656-9453. This ain't now. looking good, Katie. All right, Katie, are you ready? Yes. Kelly Jordan, are you ready?
0: Fingers on the
1: timer. All right, Katie. In five seconds, give me three state capitals.
2: Uh, St. Paul, Houston. And, <laughs> time. and
0: Houston is not the capital.
1: No, it's that weird oh, city. That would be Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Austin, yeah. But the good news is, Katie, you're not out. Start texting in the word podcast right now. No spaces, P-O-D-C-A-S-T to 320-656-9453 and... You are entered in, and I'm going to grab one of y'all and text you back and get you hooked up to Winstock, okay?
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. Jason Smith is the principal of Campbell County Middle School, and he had a student in his office that kept coming in all the time. Her name was Raven Whitley. Well, she had just started a fight with someone at lunch, thrown food on someone, and was going to be suspended for it. So the principal asks her, Jason says, is this how you would act if you were out in public? If you were at a restaurant, would you act like that? She said, I don't know. I've never been to a restaurant. Mm. So he kind of did a little more digging, found out that she was in foster care in the foster system and was actually living in a group home at the time. As you can imagine, she was 11 years old. That's got to be really tough. Sure, I can't even imagine what that's like. Well, Jason said that he tried to kind of developed more of a relationship with her, knowing that she needed some guidance, that she wasn't getting it from parents or anything. So he just kind of took took her under his wing. Well, when he found out more about the group home that she was staying in, he went home and talked to his wife, Mary Beth, and said, what do you think about fostering her, like bringing her in as a foster child? And her, his wife said, yeah, I think that that'd be a great idea. They actually went through classes on how to become foster parents and everything else. And this was the one, and Raven was the one and only child that they ever fostered. Well, after she had been living with them for about two years, Jason said, I I really think that we should adopt her. Like, I think she should become our daughter. And that way we can guide her for the rest of her life or the rest of our lives. And Mary Beth said, you know, they had been through infertility. They had been through all that heartbreak. And she always said that she never really knew why she couldn't have kids. But when she met Raven, she was like, this is why I was never able to have kids because she's supposed to be my child. So they adopted Raven, and now she's a freshman in high school. She's taking pre-college courses, so she's getting ready to move on to college. And Raven says, had Jason and Mary Beth not stepped up, she never would be in this position. She said, if I would have went to my 11-year-old self and told them that you'll be taking college prep courses in high school, preparing for college, I would have laughed in your face. Mm. She said, but now I have such a bright future thanks to them. Isn't that amazing? It that, really is. That principal was like... I, I mean, I wonder... It's got to be tough to be in the school system and see a kid that's having issues. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of these teachers want to take all these kids home who have you know, oh. bad parents, whatever. Well, that's why they probably get into teaching to begin with. Right. And so this guy definitely... Put his money where his mouth was, you know, and said, you're our daughter now. And it's not easy to adopt. Oh, if, I can't imagine.
1: And I'm sure there's people out there, you know, listening right now that have gone through it. And it's it's not easy. It's expensive. You mean the hoops that you have
0: to jump through. Right. Yeah.
1: So this isn't just a went home and decided with the wife, oh, yeah, this will be a fun little thing. right? No, it's a, it's a massive undertaking. And thank the Lord, man, because that... They, it sounds like they needed each other.
0: They changed the course of one life and who knows how many lives because of that.
1: I'm definitely more than one. Just yep. in that family right there.
0: Yep. Awesome stuff, man. I love this story. That's a good way to start the week. Man. This one chokes me up a little bit. I don't know. There's something about it that just chokes me up. Mm-hmm. He, the principal even said he's like, "I don't really even think there's such thing as bad children." He said children are the environment, uh, children are of their environment and the people that raise them or don't raise them, unfortunately. You bet. And so that's why he stepped up, man. It's a good dude. That Jason Smith. You bet, man. And we'll keep doing these stories every single day, man. You got to be a beacon of light in the darkness. We'll do it here. All thanks to Audio Video Extremes. That was happy hour.
1: Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood.
0: Yup. Wood's now going to give a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, and we'll put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed
1: to Florida. Yes. That's where we have ourselves 30-year-old Angelique Glenn. Now, Angelique was in need for the sauce that soothes her. (laughs) She went to her local liquor store, and sure enough, she decided, you know what, that bottle of wine is mine. At around 12.30 a.m., Angelique walked up to the counter and placed her bottle right up on there. But there were two people in line in front of her. Now, I don't know if maybe they didn't put the little plastic divider down or what. Okay. But whoever was ringing everybody up, rang up the bottle of wine.
0: She's thinking, I just got a deal.
1: Two people in front say, oh, 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 excuse us, sorry, but we didn't buy that. That's actually hers. Guy behind the counter says, oh, my bad, not a problem. Beep, beep. Rang it up and returned it, took it, it voided it right off. Angelique wasn't feeling it, though. At this point in time, she says, Hey. Why can't you just pay for my bottle of wine? You got to imagine the people in front of (laughs) us. Because? What what, what do you want? No. Well, that's when the three began to argue. Man behind the counter. You know, I don't know if I'm in charge of this. I said, you know what, Angelique? I don't know if you even want to sell you this. Why don't you go ahead and get out of here? But Angelique, she wasn't listening. That's when the three escalated it. And Angelique grabbed the bottle of wine. Started smacking people with it. In fact, she actually hit the gentleman in front of her so hard, she knocked him unconscious.
0: Catching fresh ones left and right.
1: She continued her barrage of smacks saying that she was gonna kill these two people for
0: not buying a bottle of wine. Something's telling me also that it wasn't probably that expensive of a bottle of wine.
1: I got I'm actually I'm pretty surprised it wasn't a box actually uh, it might have been well as Angelique went into the parking lot with said bottle of wine in hand still passing out little handfuls of sweet judgment <laughs> officers pulled up and she said, what are you gonna do is it well Well, we're going to arrest you. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, she was tased. Oh. Ah! Ah! The bottle of wine falling harmlessly to the floor, and she was taken to jail.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Man, she needed her juice. Yeah. All right, let's give this one a score, shall we, Wood? Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with going to the liquor store to buy a bottle of wine. At 1230 in the morning? That's not the morning. You mean 1230 a.m. Liquor stores are closed at mm-hmm. that time. I, I got to disagree with you, Bob, because I'm looking at it right here. Okay, well, maybe it was for the next day. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm not going to say that's trashy. Mm. I, I, I refuse. I was about to say, it seems like we're holding a mirror up to ourselves. But, getting mad because someone else won't pay for your bottle of wine. That's trashy. That's trashy. I'm going to give that 175 points right there. Mm-hmm. Getting so angry, you start hitting people with the bottle of wine that they won't pay for. <laughs> trashy. Big time, 200 points on that right there. That's dangerous, man. Heck yeah, it is. Getting hit with
1: a bottle, it'd kill you. I knew it, buddy
0: he had a huge scar on his head from one. Getting hit with a bottle? It was a
1: beer bottle. Yeah. I got hit with a champagne bottle once. Ooh,
0: ow. Did it, it break or no. just thump? Yeah, it it gonked me pretty good. When you were doing security? Yeah. Okay.
1: But I didn't go down. I wasn't like
0: this fellow went down unconscious. (laughs) Well, you got a thick skull. The Chardonnay wallop. (laughs) All right. So then we have, uh, what else do we have? She had to be tased. That's pretty trashy. Mm -hmm. If you ever get tased at a liquor store, you're doing trashy things. I'll give that 125 points right there. She did tell people
1: she was going to kill him.
0: That... Uh, throwing out death threats Over them not buying you A bottle of wine That's trashy Trashy 150 <laughs> points on that Right mm-hmm. there uh, She was arrested That's 75 what, Am I missing anything here? Wood? She also was tased I, I gave her points for that Then that's it Alright This is a kind of a low score We haven't had a score This low in a while Today Today our lady at the liquor store wanting someone to pay for her wine. We would earned- have had more points, by the
1: way, if you were uh, given her points for uh, being in a liquor store at that
0: time. <laughs> I refuse. I, I, I refuse. <laughs> Maybe if it was 8 a.m. Ah, I would have sure. given herself points. Alright. Whatever you got to tell yourself. Today, our woman handing out fresh ones with a bottle of wine earns herself a respectable and okay 725 points. Trashy.
3: Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does.
1: And I mean no one.
0: It's time for
1: Maybe It's Just Me.
0: What if I were to ask who designed the American flag? What would you say? Uh, oh, it's uh, the uh, B- Betsy Ross. Elizabeth Betsy Ross, you might say. Yeah. Wrong! As a matter of fact, it's coming out that there's absolutely no proof that Betsy Ross designed the American flag back in 1776. Tread carefully, big boy. I will. Mm. Don't worry. This, I'm going to turn this around. They actually think the one who designed our American flag was Francis Hopkinson. This guy was one of the founding fathers. He was a lawyer, an author, a poet, a composer, a delegate of New Jersey. He designed continental paper money and early flags for the Navy and the United States. And they think that we've been told a lie our entire lives that Elizabeth Betsy Ross is the one who made the flag. And really, it was probably this guy, Francis Hopkinson. I'm not buying that.
1: Why? Well, why wouldn't he have spoken up?
0: I don't know. Maybe because it was a better story that it was Betsy Ross and not him. And we're talking about a day and age where it's not
1: like women were treat, treated equally.
0: Right. So
1: I do not be like, oh, I'll just get let her
0: get the credit. Maybe he was worried people wouldn't like it. And so he's like, well, Betsy Ross, you Watch take yourself. credit. Hey, That's man. a banger. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful flag. I mm-hmm. love it. The stars and bars.
1: Right. But. No, that's a different
0: one. Oh, which one is that? Oh, that's the (laughs) The confederate Confederate flag. flag. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Just (laughs) got canceled. Well, see you later. My career is over. Because
1: it beats, like, I know, like, some other flags are very simple. You know, like, the Japan flag. Yeah. You know. Uh, Just a red dot. Right. And then, like, the other ones have, like, Italy. You know, just the three colors. Same thing with France. I love our flag.
0: Right. So, but it stands to reason That it was Francis Hopkinson and not Betsy Ross who designed the flag that we love so much. So
1: what is it that gives us the reason to stand on?
0: Because there's no proof of her designing it.
1: What's the proof that this guy did it?
0: And the the, fact that he just did a bunch of other ones? The fact that he was a flag designer, and he designed money, and he was a founding father. I'm just saying, dude. It's Look. These are facts that maybe only I find interesting. I'm just gonna say, if you're ripping out of Betsy Ross's hands, I want some good hard facts on why. They're just they're saying that all signs point to that it was him who did who designed the flag. That's all I'm saying, Wood. It's food for thought, if nothing else. Alright. I well, don't think I'm buying it though. Okay. That's to fine. To me, this is
1: someone else just trying to like, oh well, you know, who who would have known?
0: Maybe it's a case of the Mandela effect. You know, when a, a thing we all believe about history actually wasn't true. That type of thing? No? Okay. I I,
1: I don't think. So. Now, Francis Scott Key, he's the one who did the national anthem, right? Right. Who did the Pledge of Allegiance? Or we just make that up? I don't
0: know, to be honest with you.
1: I think we talked about this before. Didn't we just start doing the Pledge of Allegiance in like the 50s yeah. or something? Yeah.
0: No, I think One Nation Under God was added in the 50s, I think. Okay. I don't know.
1: Could I you know. do the Pledge of Allegiance right now?
0: Oh, yeah. You want to hear it? Rip it! I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah! Hell yeah! Stick it to the commies, man! <laughs> all right. Well, maybe you didn't find this one interesting, and it is possible it's not true. Mm-hmm. But it, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. I mean, we're talking about 1776 here. It's like, record keeping was that great back? No, then. But that's just the most killing one thing ever. It's like, did <laughs> you enjoy that? Could maybe made up. <laughs> Who knows? Either way, I found it super interesting, and I'll have another one for you tomorrow. And you might not like that one either, but I don't care because sometimes <laughs> uh, maybe it's just me. Kelly and Wood, welcome to our bonus track. It's the first break of the day. We tack it on the end of the podcast. I was uh, doing a little. I was an annoying karaoke singer over the weekend, so we got to hear some of that audio. Yeah, I'm glad you brought the annoying back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was feel so weird. bad.
1: Plus, uh, man, I am in the throes of packing, and I'm I'm at that point,
0: man. <laughs> the breaking point. It's coming. <laughs> You'll hear it all right now in our bonus track. It's the first break of the day. Kelly and Wood. There we go. <laughs> Radio Free America. Wee wee pee pee. Ready to do it, man. Hoo-wee. Rough weekend for the kid. Oh, you maybe saw some Snapchat videos, things of that nature. I saw one Facebook video, which. Almost had me unfriend you. Should I? Should I save the audio for later? We can play it. I, you know, give give everyone something to look forward to this morning. Oh, trust me, if it's the audio I'm thinking of, <laughs> no one's looking forward to that. Uh, oh, I forgot to write a rap this morning. See, I'm off my game. Uh, my God, man, it's Monday. Uh, it is. It is Monday. I, uh, I, I, I. Honestly, I had such a fun weekend. Oh. It, it was hard to come back to work today. You know oh, what I'm saying. Sh-
1: no, I've been looking forward to I'm sure. You,
0: I'm sure you have.
1: The entire weekend.
0: Well, should we play James Brown?
1: It's going to be tough to come back from that hurt, <laughs> but sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you have an hour ah. right in. In the mornings. There's there's an hour. 60 minutes are in your hour, right? Yes. 60 seconds in each one of those minutes. Yes. And that's what you came up
0: with. <laughs> well, I came up with it just now. Mm. I, like I said, I'm a little bit off today. I uh- am. <laughs> I don't... Uh, Is it the added age? It could be. My advanced years. Mm-hmm. It could be that I had a lot of drinks on Friday and Saturday. And Sunday? And No, not Sunday. Oh. Uh, Sunday I recovered. A professional? Yes. Dedication to your craft, It's you like. It's really hard to get up for work after a couple of drinks, so mm-hmm. I did not have anything yesterday, but I made up for it on Friday and Saturday.
1: Well, I mean, you were celebrating your 55th birthday?
0: Yes, well, I'm 55. <laughs> hey, yep. You nailed it. <laughs> Why? Why is the show starting like this today?
1: You start, you start, you look me dead in the eye and go, I didn't even want to come in here today.
0: No, I I said it was hard to come in today because I had such a fun weekend. It happens like that. Mm. It was, it was just, so Friday I had to get new tires on my car. Right. And I mentioned it on the air and Justin at Friedrich's Auto was like, dude, I can get you in today. If you can come out here. Well, look at that. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to have to end up sitting there for like four or five hours, you know, because it's an emergency service. It's not like they had an opening spot. So he was like, I'll give you a shuttle ride into St. Stephen's. which is uh, you know obviously a town right down the road. Uh, Right up the road from me. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for coming to see me. Well, I mean, it would (laughs) have been nice if I even got invited. There is nothing better, and I mean this. So I had lunch at a place called Howie's. Okay. Then I went over to Trobeck's and had a couple of beers. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the Rusty Nail and had a couple of beers. I'm very familiar with that little four-corner spot. Yes, and it was so fun. And there is nothing better than sitting in a small-town Minnesota bar when the regulars walk in. Oh, Lord. They always met with an insult. Or, you know, like, uh uh-oh, here comes, oh, who let you out is a a popular one. So Kelly Jordan was joining
1: in on the fun and frivolity.
0: No, at Trobeck's I was sharing some laughs because they were making fun of the, I believe the bartender's name was Ray Ray Trobeck. Oh, okay. And uh, they were just making fun of him because he was having issues with his beer cooler and it was like super far away from the bar. And so everyone was like just making fun of this guy. It's just such a fun atmosphere to sit in a small town bar. Poor Ray. I, lo- I loved it man. I didn't Boy, want Maurice to- is trying to do it, pull a shift. I was almost I was almost bummed out when my car was done cuz I wanted to stay out there for longer. Yeah. But, but Justin texted me. He's like, "Dude, we will come pick you up." I was like, "Ah, oh, mm. my, my day's over."
1: Can you pick me up in another 15 50- <laughs> No, 15 mom, please.
0: <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Justin man. He came through for me on Friday mm-hmm. on at Friedrich's like four new tires on the whip. Look at you. I'm sitting on brand new feet now. Yeah. Does it does it drive better? It actually does drive a lot better.
1: I was actually thinking about getting my wife's car rotated and balanced. Do it. Because she says it, it it vibrates a lot. And, of course, we've got the long drive here coming up. Mm-hmm. But, man, I just, there is nothing more soul-sucking than spending money on getting your car fixed. I know. I know it needs to get done, and I know it's a smart thing to do. I know it get, keeps you safe and all that. Well,
0: and if you let it go for too long, you know, right. that can lead to other problems.
1: But, man, there's something just like, huh. <laughs> That's the money, huh? All right, fine (laughs) by me. And then you slide your card over and you know you're never getting that money back.
0: Well, I was happy because what I paid... On Friday it was half of what I was quoted at Ooh. another place. So I was like, awesome. That saved me a ton of money. Thank you, sir. Good little hookup. It was. No, it was just normal price. I mean, I, he didn't give me well, a discount I mean, or anything. But. You got hooked up in the fact that you save some money. Yeah. Mm. So it was it was awesome. Boy, this is a boring conversation. I apologize. But the main point of it was hanging out in St. Stephen's was so fun. Like I was telling my wife, it's like, man, let's just like go out there on a Friday when I get done with work sometime. Like we'll have lunch, we'll hang out. You want to become a regular. I do. I want to get insulted when I walk in. I want someone to say, Oh, here comes trouble. I do it here every day and all yeah, of a sudden it's t- the worst place to be. But you're not an old timer. You're not an old timer sitting in a at a small town bar. No, I'm not. <laughs> and that's the fun part of it.
1: I'm just a regular guy
0: making and, fun of his buddies. And the conversations are just so good. You know, mm. I was I, I felt like I was eavesdropping a little bit, but you know. I, I, I was at the, it was an open con- It was an open forum. So, so you oh, so you were jumping into conversation. No, but I was laughing at the jokes. That's fine. Which probably looked weird. This dude just sitting by himself. A little bit giggling but and you, such. you were enjoying <laughs> yourself, and that's all that mattered. It was so that was a. And then Saturday, my birthday, I ruined a brisket. I cooked. I I dried it out.
1: Oh, that wasn't because it was your birthday. You weren't like, ah, my birthday. No. I'm, do
0: it however I want. No, no. Okay. I put it on at midnight and mm-hmm. pulled it off at 4 o'clock the next afternoon, and it was as dry as a bone. It doesn't I, sound appetizing. And right? I don't know why. I, I and We've talked about this a hundred times. You don't like brisket, and I, you don't like smoked meats.
1: Yeah. But I will say, I made steak yesterday, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. Go ahead. There's a lot of people that have said this to me. Very smart people. Some of the smartest people I've had, I know. That say what? I cook the best meat, the the best steak ever. Uh, I don't say, care what you, I don't says, care what apparatus. Who said? I don't care what apparatus. You could give me an oven, a grill, about stovetop. a stove top. How about a
0: bonfire?
1: You could give me a flame, and I would still make the greatest steak of all time.
0: Okay, I I don't think I've ever had steak that you've prepared. Because
1: there's nothing left over.
0: As soon as I make it, (laughs) boom, instantly gone. Yeah, I noticed you didn't bring any in for breakfast or anything.
1: I actually, so I I got four filet mignons.
0: Well, 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 I got to get a look at your paycheck one of these days.
1: My kids won't eat them, which is even better for me. Win-win. So now I've got two left over at the house. My wife and I sat down, had it nice last night. Yeah. Mushrooms, asparagus. Because it was pretty much like the last meal we could cook. Because we had to like start packing up everything. Right. We're already using plastic utensils.
0: That's tough for steak.
1: Uh, honestly, I'll tell you this. There is nothing more aggravating than stabbing food with a plastic utensil. And it instantly slides off. Right. It, well, they're not
0: meant for that, Wood. It
1: took me... Thirteen minutes the other day to eat a macaroni salad, and when I got done with it, I hated macaroni. I hated the people in my house. I hated everything.
0: They're not meant for daily use like that. They're meant to for in a pinch or a picnic right. at the cabin.
1: And I understand that, but I got I got things to happen here, right? right? Like we've got to get going, so I got to start packing up dishes and everything. I can't. I was gonna send it out with a bang. And right. My oh my. Did you?
0: She banged. <laughs> I would love to have tried some.
1: My wife likes meat like, I don't want to say undercooked because it's still like medium rare. Oh,
0: yeah. I don't. My wife does too. I don't. I just. She likes it a little bloody sometimes. What,
1: what is it like the uh, warm pink yeah. or like even like a cool pink? Yeah. I think it's medium rare. And. I, I'm pretty good at like gauging it and everything, but man alive, sometimes I'll just leave mine on longer. I can't do it.
0: Yeah. I, I'm always, meat scares me to eat it raw. Like, unless we go to like a nice restaurant mm-hmm. and I don't always ask the waiter waitress, like, what do you, what do you recommend? Like, should I go pink? Should I, what, what should I do for this particular cut of meat?
1: So you're out on steak tartare. Probably, That's uh, fancy raw beef. Right.
0: I mm. think I think I would be so grossed out by that I couldn't do it. I, and I know that you sung, sang its praises for years, but... It's a wood delicacy, my friend. It is. It's the only way to get in there. Stacy says, I live three miles from St. Stephen's. I would have joined you. I didn't know, Stacy. Wow, well, I didn't know. Kelly could have gotten the gang together. Hey, Stacy, don't feel bad. I think I live three miles from there, too. And I didn't get a oh, call. You know what was cool, too? Like, some dude came into Trobex. Like, he had just got done deer hunting. He drove his side-by-side right into town. Mm-hmm. Came in, had a beer. I was like, this is so cool. I want to live in a small town. I'm tired of the big city. I, I believe you can. I, I, my wife wouldn't do it. There's ah. no, my wife would not want to live in a small town like no. I would. No. She's that highfalutin yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, she's classy, you mm-hmm. know, with her Fendi bags and such. What? I, I think that's a brand. Oh. Of bag. Fancy. I, don't, I don't even know. Neither do I. But I, I was just like, I wish I could afford a cabin or something so I could just get that life every once in a while. Do it. I, I do do it I'm just gonna buy a cabin why not because dude it's you realize how much a cabin is I just bought a house <laughs> just do it especially especially anywhere near any sort of city I I would I'll never have enough money for that I'll tell you what
1: man if you walked into a mortgage place right now you'll be blown away at how much money they just want to give you I oh I'm sure like I walked in I'm like yeah I want to get pre the number they came back with I was like hey whoa No. Are you sure I can afford this? (laughs) That's Matt Wood. Make sure we're double checking everything here because I think I'm about to sign a note here for
0: somebody else. (laughs) Coming off of a hot weekend. Mm -hmm. You know how everything you do is just on video now? You know, no matter what you do, someone's videotaping you. Okay. Well, I went to sing karaoke on Friday night, which is something I never normally do. I was, I was feeling myself, you know? Mm-hmm. It was my birthday the next day. My family met up with us. A little place called McGillicuddy's. Okay. I had something called a gutty bomb or something like that. It was a shot. So I was feeling good, right? So I got up and sang karaoke. My God. And here is the audio of said karaoke.
1: Were your children there? No,
0: this is a bar, bar. Like okay. this is a this is for adults to do adult things.
1: Where were your children in the car?
0: No, they were at home. Oh, okay. They were at home. Oh, you leave them home by yourself for themselves. We'll leave them at home for you know two hours or something like. All that. All right. You know we're getting we're getting better. We're getting we're getting better at trusting them being home alone. But mm-hmm. I did that. I did E's just a friend. I did that one karaoke.
1: Oh God, you were the person who just kept coming back.
0: I was because there was no one else there. Mm, well, so, after hearing that, I think I made no <laughs> reason why. I did a sticks come sail away with me dedicated to the bluegill. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, I was. I was annoying. I even kept apologizing to the karaoke DJ. I said, "I'm so sorry. I'm sorry." You were, you were giving dedications. <laughs> well, to my boat. Do you know the song "Come Sail Away" by Sticks? Uh, I'm aware of it. Well, that used to be, okay, when we would go out on the boat on vacation mm-hmm. and before we would dock it for the evening, that would always be the closing song of the evening. So since my family was there, I thought, you know, I'm going to give the kids a treat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing Come Sail Away With Me by Sticks. Wow. Yeah, it was, I, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so glad, like, that I'll never probably see any of those people again because I was annoying. I, I was annoying. Like, the next day I woke up, I was like, gosh, I was so annoying last night.
1: Well, I mean, playing an inside joke in a bar... Full of people that don't get the inside joke. Then dedicating and then singing and performing
0: the song poorly, I mind you. You didn't hear me sing Come Sail Away. Trust me, buddy, it was poor.
1: <laughs> I, I'm surprised there wasn't a mass
0: exodus of that place. Oh, well, there was. Mm-hmm. Had there been anyone else there, they would have left too. It was just me and my family and the... Uh, karaoke DJ.
1: And a poor person who wasn't getting paid enough to be
0: there. And huh? I didn't even tip her. Like normally, you're supposed to tip the karaoke DJ. I didn't have any cash on me. Really? Yeah. You're supposed to tip them. I don't karaoke, so I don't know. Yeah. I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anyone should. There was actually the karaoke DJ was really good at singing. So you know, she would she would kind of like freshen up the crowd after I would destroy it.
1: Did anyone else in your little posse there? Take the stage as well.
0: Oh yeah, my, okay. cousin, my cousin Dana got up there and sang. So you are karaokeers. My wife got up there and sang. My cousin Barb got up there and sang. I am confident in the fact that I know if the Wood family ever
1: got together in a bar, and I don't care how far deep you want to go in my family tree, yeah. we as a we as a family we would unite and say no. <laughs> this is this is not our
0: thing. A united front, if you will.
1: And like, if you enjoy it, knock yourself out. But okay. they, there is no quicker way to get the wood. To turn around and say, I'm out. Hey, guys, let's do a karaoke bar. No, no.
0: Well, well, you don't drink either, so the the drinking is a big part of karaoke, I think. Like, no one's going out expecting to be discovered doing karaoke.
1: Ah, there's some people. Because that was the one night I would not work the bar. Right. Because I was in charge, you know, the security team. I would not work, like, boom, Tuesday nights, I'm not working. I I refuse to do it. Cannot do it, will not do it. One time, I got a call from my guy. Sick as a dog. I can't do it. I had to go in and work. And let me tell you, brother, there was about four of y'all that thought that this was their moment. That we're going to make it. And, you know, they, they would dress the part. Oh, Lord. And and
0: again, if this is your bag, good for you. Yeah, I'm not making fun of anybody. I, I was. <laughs> I definitely was. I remember when I was when I was out of radio for a while and I was managing a restaurant and we had a karaoke night there and I thought, well, I'll do that. I could use the extra money. And it was just hell on mm-hmm. earth. It was just, it was the worst. I would rather DJ a hundred middle school dances than do one more night of being a karaoke DJ.
1: Now, if I had to do a song, like if you put a gun to my head and said, it's either the great beyond or you got to sing one song karaoke.
0: What are you doing? Tequila.
1: <laughs> tequila. <laughs> That's the only word, I mean,
0: just dance
1: for a little bit and... Papa. Oh, na, 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 I, bet the,
0: I bet the crowd would go wild, too. I
1: mean, once people figured out the bit, I would like to think they would support me, but right. it's either that or you sit up there and listen to me singing. New, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, if anybody's listening who was there that night, which there probably isn't because there was like three people there. Well, but. since you play that, they probably have PTSD and
1: have snapped <laughs> out of it and driven off the road.
0: Uh, I don't know if Chuck Berry is still alive or not, but. He's spitting in his grave. I that.
1: think he's no longer with us. Okay, but if well, he is, apologies to him and his. May, yeah,
0: may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. How was your? I didn't even ask how your weekend was, dude.
1: I am in that. I am in that realm right now where you get towards the end of packing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like when you first start off, you're wrapping everything yep. with the wrapping paper and labeling it nicely. You know, I literally put like like nine things that are in here. Yeah, you know, kitchens like spoons. Bah, 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 bah. Now I'm just like. I don't know. Is there a garbage bag somewhere? There's just stuff getting thrown in. Bo- I'm just labeling it uh, random crap. <laughs> Master bedroom. There you go. And he'll come through and be like, um, did you see like, my card? You know, I'm like, where's my wallet? I'm like, I think I packed it.
0: Take one of my credit cards and go. The other day I was going through our closet in the uh, hallway and I came across a bag of mail from our old house when we moved up here six years ago. And I was like, good Lord, I'm guessing we can throw all this away.
1: That, that is like my one promise I told my wife. When we get all of our crap delivered to the new house, yes, we're opening everything. Okay. Like everything is going to be open on the spot. Now we have a, like a fire pit in the new house, which I'm very uh, excited about. Of course about. you do. Everything is either getting put away or burned. Right. That's it. Yeah. There's no middle ground. I am not going to be one of the, because honestly, God, when I was moving my parents the last time, there was stuff. I was literally picking up boxes that were boxed in Ohio.
0: (laughs) We still have boxes we haven't opened from moving up from Texas. We still have ones we haven't opened. That was over six years ago.
1: I'm like opening up, and it's like Ronald Reagan pamphlets. I'm like, what are we (laughs) doing, Mom? I like Ike. Why are we moving this again, for the love of God? Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: But you know what? That's fine. I'm getting it done the right way. But, man, when you see that light, because the movers come, what, December 13th, man. Wow. That's next Wednesday. So I got to have everything buttoned up by the 12th. I'm just over a week away.
0: Yeah, you better hustle.
1: I felt good about where we were at for a long time. And then I kind of feel like we slacked a little. Yeah, that'll happen. And now I've got to get it cranked back up, and it is tough to do, man.
0: Good luck to you, brother.
1: So if you want to pack boxes, come on over, just throw a bunch of random junk into
0: a Can thing. Can I take it home with me? It'll be like storage wars. I'm either gonna get Andrew's wallet or mail from 87. <laughs> or again, George H. Bush. You know? Vote Bush. Should we do some history, my friend? Come on. Come on, let's do it. Alright, Siebert says don't quit your day job, Kelly I'm not going to, Siebert Mm -hmm. I I understand that wasn't good sounding But I just thought it was kind of funny
1: Well, you know what, you had fun
0: I did, I had a blast And I believe that is the main goal of karaoke It is It was on this day, Wood, in 1954 Whopper, 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 Whopper whopper, Junior double, triple Whopper Flames real taste with The first Burger King opened up in Miami, Florida Owned by James McLemore (laughs) Not the McLemore, but a McLemore.
1: Now, I will tell you this. I love the Whopper. Oh, man. Whopper with cheese is one of the top three cheeseburgers there is in fast food. Man,
0: you better keep on talking.
1: But that song has ruined Burger King for me because I, I swear to God, every time it's like, uh, yeah, we'll take a, this place being challenged, <laughs> and then the next thing I'll hear is whopper, 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 Whopper. Yeah. It's catchy, though. You got to give them that. That song has to be used in terrorist in- interrogation. <laughs> yes. If not, I don't know what we're doing.
0: <laughs> it was on this day in 1991. The airline that pioneered
2: commercial aviation 50 years ago is grounded tonight. Pan Am went out of business and caught some passengers off guard.
0: Pan Am went out of business on this day in 1991. And they, dude, they literally had people on planes ready to fly. And they declared bankruptcy and had to get the people off the planes. Like it wasn't fun. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Because I, I was wondering that this morning when I heard that. I was like, so they just leave people stranded? Absolutely, they did. Like, people, if I guess if you were in the air, you were okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pilot just then, goes by with a parachute. But then think about it. They, they fly you to your destination. They go out of business. Good luck getting home. Now you got to find a way home. Now, did Pan
1: Am, and somebody may be able to text in, did they go out of business because of that wreck? Because they had the Pan
0: Am wreck, right? I don't. I mean, they. I think that they were struggling for a long time. Don't they always say like Southwest Airlines is the only one that even turns a profit? No, Delta's I, making money. It's something like that, though. Are they, like they they barely make any money or something like that? I'm not.
1: That's like one of those. So to me, that is like when these movies say, "Oh, hey, we grossed two billion dollars, right. but we only made 19 bucks." Right. No, you
0: didn't. Right, like
1: that—that—that's you guys cooking the book, so you don't have to pay an actor who, like, the back end of their deals, like royalties. Because wasn't it like Keanu Reeves?
0: Yep. Uh,
1: Like he said, no, I don't want to get paid like upfront normal with the Matrix. I'll take it on the back end and ended up making a gajillion dollars. Yep. Yep. And I think like the movies wised up on that because I wasn't it like Tom Cruise had the same deal for Maverick.
0: Well, yeah, that's what. And he made, didn't he make like a billion dollars or something well, like that.
1: And I wonder if I, if it's like the certain level of stars. Like, no, I want it off of gross or whatever. There's ways to cook all these numbers.
0: Do you know who the actor Terrence Howard is from Hustle and Flow? Yeah, he was uh, he was talking about from Hustle and Flow. He made twenty one thousand dollars because he wanted a back end deal on there. And so and, they did that. And way. they came. He was like, I had to sue to get paid because they said that the movie only grossed like. A million dollars or something like that. So he got twenty one thousand.
1: And let's be honest, that movie didn't require any CGI or anything. But he even
0: even said that he had to like go stay with his mom for a while because he couldn't afford his couldn't afford a house payment. Here he is in this blockbuster hit movie, and he can't even afford a house. That's crazy. So
1: that's what I'm thinking. When if you're an airline's telling me you guys are charging me eighteen bucks for Pringles, yeah, thirty thousand feet off the land, (laughs) you're not barely making money. On this day, would in 1997.
2: In the case of Latrell Sprewell, it meant losing your cool and your job for choking your coach. It's not like
0: I was gonna sit there. It's really hard to hear over the music. I don't know either. I'm the person that's... Anyway, Latrell Sprewell uh, was suspended for one year for choking and threatening to kill his coach, PJ. Yeah. PJ Carlissimo. Yeah. I, I'd never heard that story before. And in 1997, I was kind of in the sports at the time. It was. Uh,
1: they were. It was a practice. They got into some sort of argument. Latrell left and then came back and punched PJ.
0: Well, it says that he choked him, Well, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he punched him to soften him up and then went in for the (laughs) choke. (laughs) And and again, this goes to show you, you want to know why athletes never tell you the truth? Because then he got railed for saying, he's like, well, I wasn't going to try to kill him. I was just choking him. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we don't say what we're thinking in this moment.
0: Was he good? Was Latrell yeah. well good?
1: He was a all-star player. He's an early first-round pick. I mean, he he was he was a good basketball player, of course, with the Timberwolves there for a while, too. Oh, he was? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. He got some anger issues.
1: And then just remember, you, you can't just go punch your coach. Right. And Not choke,
0: in trouble. choke yeah. him out. Uh, let's do some birthdays real quick, Wood.
3: Celebrating a birthday today. I don't know where you're at in your life or what you're going through, but I want to tell you to keep going, baby. I want to tell you success is on the other side of it. I want to tell you it's going to be okay. I want to tell you that the windshield is bigger than the rear mirror for a reason, because what's in front of you is so much more important than what's behind you. Let's party, Nashville! Jelly
0: roll. That's a speech, man. <laughs> it is. It gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. I remember we were watching that at
1: uh the CMA party. Right. I, think it was, I was like, man, yeah, got me fired up a little I got, bit. I got the Holy Ghost. He's got to be 38.
0: Uh No, he is the ripe old age of... 39 you're hey. one year off Made me think I was wrong uh also celebrating a birthday today I realize he's not one of my artists but we all know who he is H-Z-O. 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 welcome ladies and gentlemen to the ape one of the world Jay-z it's his birthday today <sighs> oh, it's not- I'm gonna say he's 54. oh man you're right on the nose with that one wow oh, look at that I always thought I thought he was like in his late 40s still but he has been around a long time right and uh, he doesn't do much anymore Well, I mean, he's a billionaire. Right. Like, he owns a vodka company, I think. Owns part of the
1: Brooklyn Nets as well. Oh, he does? Well, yeah. And then, of course, he had the music company with a title. Wasn't that it? Oh,
0: yeah. I don't even know if that's
1: still a thing, though. So, I mean, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Of course, Beyonce is doing pretty well for herself, too. Yeah, she's doing all right. Those kids, I think they'll have some money.
0: Uh, And then, of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.